Okay, so I come to Germany and yeah, Jesus completely transformed my life there. Um, like most people, I think, who grew up in the church or in a religious background, we really have this mindset that following God is all about rules mm -hmm. and about perfection and about trying harder. And that's, I had heard and read and had a shadow of the real life presented to me before, but I hadn't grasped it because I, being a perfectionist and a very goal-oriented person, very much gravitated towards the list and rules and, and all of that. Mm -hmm. So when I was at school in Germany, though, their big focus was Jesus Christ is a real person and he can live inside of you and transform your life. Mm -hmm. And and they talked a lot about, yeah, him and the Holy Spirit and that living the Christian life isn't about doing all these good things. It's not about trying harder. It's about letting go and letting him just live his life through you. And that was like a light bulb for me. It finally, something clicked, it made sense. And I like surrendered my life to God mm -hmm. or like recommitted my life to God mm -hmm. essentially. And up until that point, I truly believe that Jesus was my savior but I was not making him Lord of my life. I was not saying, yes, I trust you. Mm -hmm. I will obey you every yeah. day. And I'm going to let go and let you be in control. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started doing that. And from like a nutrition perspective, very interesting. This school uh, had an amazing, amazing kitchen. And they got oh, a really? lot of... They're in a little town in Germany. And they get a lot of their food from local farmers. So they have a lot of fresh produce. And... They had, like, every meal, there was always a huge salad bar, and they always had, like, fresh um, meat. They made a lot of, like, soups and salads and, like, fresh-baked real bread, like, mm, homemade bread. German food. Yeah, German <laughs> food and, like, real yogurt. And so I was, like, being fed, like, really, really well. And my body was really liking it. And you were, like, busy doing what kind of outdoorsy stuff were you up to, like, you know, oh, yeah. like athlete-wise? Um, like, were you playing sports? Yeah, so I was trying to other, trying to be mindful of my exercise there. Um, cool thing, the principal's wife there is, a like, a physical therapist. Mm. And so I started meeting with her, and she was helping me to figure out what can I do to be physically active but not overdo it? Because that was my tendency was just to overdo it, right? And were you still talking to that nutritionist online? A point? little bit, but not a lot. I think, well, she was really expensive and mm. I couldn't afford to meet with her, but I got in some good tools from mm -hmm. her to start healing. So that was, that was good. Um, yeah, so at school, I was still running a bit and... Um, we did, it's an outdoorsy place. It's right on the lake, um, Bodensee. So lots of kayaking and canoeing and um, a lot of hiking because like the Alps are right near there. Wow. And we go snowboarding and in general as a school, um, we would play volleyball a lot together. And one night a week, we would just go and play floor hockey together. And they did have a gym. And a lot of the other girls worked out, but that was one of the things that I was like, no, I'm not going to push myself mm. hard. I'm just mm -hmm. going to do like physical activity that's fun and enjoyable and not stressful. And I'm not going to 
like be in this um, go, go, go mindset, which I had been like before I was really pushing myself hard and be like, oh, I need to reach this goal. I need to go this bit further. I need to try harder. Whereas this was just like, no, let's be physically active every day and just enjoy it and not worry about how much I'm doing or how hard I'm going. Yeah. Right? And just have fun. Yeah, I love that. I love what you said about the food there being really great. And I mean, it was the perfect storm for you. It was like the outdoor activities, the sports, the people, the messages about God, and then the food. I mean, it was like you were in this incubator of perfection almost. I mean, I know nothing's ever yeah, perfect, it's, but it was like exactly what you needed. It was exactly what I needed, and I had no idea that's what I was getting into when I went there. Because my initial thought was when I go there, it was, okay, I'm going to learn a little bit about God. I get to be in Germany. I'm going to get to do my own thing mm -hmm. and yay, be <laughs> in this cool European country. Yeah. And I just wanted to like explore and, yeah. and have fun there and maybe like feel better. Right. And to kind of tie this, I know you're going to get here eventually with your story, but to tie this in for business owner women, you know, I've always been pretty good at keeping a bit of a balance of what you're describing. Like, you know, the nutritious food and you know, I'll drink beer. Like I'm not like mm -hmm. a non-drinker. At least I was, I was for a while, but I'm not right now. And I, I find I have a pretty good mix of the, of the physical activity and like the great, awesome friends. I've, I've like the best community of women now than I've, I've I never dreamed I'd have this many oh, incredible cool. women in my life. Yeah. But you know, if you look at all those things separately and you think, okay, well I have this one thing. So everything else, you know, I don't really need any of that. You know, I have a great team, so I don't, I can eat McDonald's every day. I have a great team of women that are super amazing. I can absorb their energy. I don't need to work out. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm mm. good on that. I mean, like, I think I see women that have a major imbalance. Like they have a lot of that one good thing that we all need, but they don't have enough or any of the others. Yeah. And that example, was my right? mentality too. Yeah. Yeah. But that's like, that's absolutely incorrect. Everything is connected. Yeah. You need balance and to have vitality and health in all Areas you can't just focus on. Like for me, I thought, oh, if I just focus on eating a lot of vegetables yeah. and a lot of salad, somehow that's going to transform and bring health and happiness into all the aspects of my life. And that's yeah. absolutely It's going to make true. up for the fact that I'm not hanging out with any awesome people right now yeah. and that I'm isolating myself. And that's oh, the thing about no. <laughs> that Bible school is that it was a really great, encouraging, amazing community. And we were like over a hundred people living in close quarters. Like I had six roommates mm -hmm. and we did everything together. So when I'm talking about, Oh, I went for a run or I did this, I was always doing that with someone else, mm -hmm. which was really, really big and a huge change compared to in Canada where I was exercising and doing it all oh, by myself. myself. Yeah. yeah. So that was a huge difference. Um, from because obviously now I'm in Canada. How on mm. earth did I get here? Because I was pretty determined not to come back to Canada. So I when thought, you left Germany, you didn't want to leave Germany or what? Yeah, no, I was going to get a job in Germany. And um, with the language that I had then, I mean, I still know some German, but I probably lost a lot of it. But at that point, my German level and that I had a Canadian diploma, I could have um, gotten into like a German medical school to become a nurse and um yeah so I was just looking for a job in Germany or somewhere in Europe to kind of get get in get started mm -hmm. and I had a few opportunities and one of them that randomly came up was being a wrangler at a summer camp here in Canada mm. so working with horses and kids 
And my main like sport that had been my passion was horseback riding. Like I started riding horses when I was 12 or 13 and competed in, in jumping and dressage mm. and really enjoyed it. So that had always been something that I really enjoyed and that I was passionate about. And, but this camp was in Canada. I was like, well, God, I don't want to go to Canada. That's no, that's not happening. And, but I've been praying and thinking about all the different opportunities and obviously like contacting people and stuff. And I got to this point of being like, okay, God, like if you really want me to go to Canada and if you get me there, fine. But that's not like my, mm-hmm. I don't really want to do that. And yeah. all the other things that I've been looking at just fell through and closed doors been one really great job opportunity in Germany that seemed to like pay decently. I went mm-hmm. and like had an interview and everything, but the like the people who would be my my employer, my boss, like their relationship and character were just not good. Not and, feeling good for you. <laughs> and I actually was like, oh, if I live here and work for them, I'm actually scared that I'm going to be in danger. So mm. I probably shouldn't mm-hmm. say yes to this job, even though it sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so. So the, the horses pulled the, you in. <laughs> well, the horses pulled me in. And the thing was, when I sent in an apple, like an inquiry or whatever, like they got right back to me right away and did a phone interview with me. And, and like, it was just green lights, open doors, be, the yeah. whole way and then on top of that someone paid for my plane ticket oh to come gosh. back to Canada I know I was <laughs> like come on god why do you keep giving me plane tickets so I was like okay I guess I'm going to Canada and so but my plan was oh just go to Canada for the summer the summer yeah and then I'll come back to yeah. Ukraine but in the middle so this is in sometime in the winter in Germany when I'm looking at this mm-hmm. stuff, probably like January, February, because that's when you tend to start thinking about mm-hmm. summer things. In the middle of all of that, the war broke out in mm-hmm. Ukraine mm-hmm. and stuff got really messy there mm-hmm. really fast. And there was, yeah, so I went, that was a hard point, like being in Germany, feeling happy and healthy for the first time mm-hmm. in a few couple years. And just being like, wow, why am I here when my whole family and country and friends and community are suffering back mm-hmm. there? And I started um, kind of struggling again with some self-hate mm. lies. Uh, I was really thankful, though, because I was in a really healthy community and I did not stay silent. I reached out mm. to the people around me and that really, really made a difference to help me to get truth in and believe, not believe the lies. So I went over to Canada in a pretty good uh, mental state, again, thinking that I was just going to end up coming back to Ukraine. Um, and I was there for about six months when my family came over to Canada because stuff in Ukraine had just gotten really bad. And my sister was graduating high school anyways. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to transition her into college over in Canada. So they ended up coming over. And so I hit um, a point at the end of the summer that, and I was at this camp from like April until September because I was a full-time staff person, that I hit this point of being like, well, there's no point in me going back to Ukraine because I don't have a job there. My family's not there. And the economy and everything kind of sucks there because they're in the middle of a war. Like, mm-hmm. And going back over there as a, a single white female who like 
is has a Canadian passport isn't the smartest thing to do right now. So like, okay, what are my options? And it's like, well, I've been wanting to get into nursing. Let's apply to schools here in Canada. So I started doing that and God shut those doors and hardcore opened and pushed me reluctantly through a door to go to a Bible school here in Canada. Mm. Um, I just wanted to go there. What for, Bible school? It's called Miller College of the Bible. I went to their British Columbia campus mm -hmm. at Sunnybrae. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was only there for one year. I didn't want to. And there's a yeah, whole interesting stories there. Oh, right. Something, though, that I don't want to skip is that in, right, in the middle of all of this, I'm still asking the questions. Who am I? Do I matter? Do I have value in a greater purpose? And I started thinking maybe yes, because obviously God has saved my life and he's brought me through all this stuff. I must have a greater purpose. He must have let me go through this eating disorder and everything for some reason. And my health is still not doing great. Like I've not had, I, at that point, I didn't have my monthly menstruation for five years. Wow. And I just kind of hit a point of not really knowing what to do. With it, and any time I would go to, like, a doctor or a walk-in clinic or something, like, all my level, everything, they would be like, oh, you're healthy as a horse. Like, everything would check out, blood work, everything was always great. Mm -hmm. So, I was kind of like, well, maybe my body will just figure itself out. And doctors had tried to push um, different medications on me, like birth control, and I refused to do that because I just didn't want to do anything that wasn't natural. Mm -hmm. And I knew that there were a lot of negative long-term side effects from that kind of stuff. So I was avoiding that and just praying and hoping that my body would sort itself out as long as I kept trying to do healthy habits. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, so, but I'm still asking these questions. And also wondering, why on earth does God have me here in Canada? He's closed the door for me to go to nursing school right now. Okay, I'm at Bible school again. God, I've already learned this stuff. Why do I need to be here again? But it ended up being really healthy for me. Because being a third culture kid, I'm still really struggling with this question of who am I? Where do I fit? Where do I belong? Am I Canadian? Am I Ukrainian? I don't know. Mm. And the reality was I didn't know how to drive a car yet or open a bank account or um, anything to do with, you know, like insurance or mm -hmm. just normal life skills that you have when you grow up. In this culture, I didn't have any of that because I didn't grow up here. Mm -hmm. And so if I hadn't gone, like, can you imagine if I, that being me, had gone straight into something like Okanagan College mm -hmm. or... I don't know what's another yeah some mm -hmm. big university here in Canada and not have those life skills like I would not have survived very long and like yeah. nursing is a highly competitive mm -hmm. intense course so it was actually really healthy for me to be in that bible school because I was in a very supportive community that helped me learn how to do those how things how to be doing all the adulting things yeah in Canada. <laughs> and taught me how to drive and taught, yeah. yeah how to do all those adulting <laughs> things and I think that was one of the main reasons why God had me there was to build mm good community and learn how to be an adult. Mm -hmm. And I actually, in the middle of all of that, my 
like longer term life dream was I want to go back. I want to stay in Canada. I want to go back overseas and be a missionary. Mm -hmm. And God said, no, God said, no, you need to stay and serve with a local church for like three years. That's kind of the time frame that he gave me. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. And I gotten really connected with a church and helping with the youth group there. So I decided to move. What church would that be? Um, River of Life in Blind Bay. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I decided to move wow. there. And, yeah, I had got a car and got a job and was just volunteering and, and wow. working there. And, yeah, I met my husband at this Bible school. I mean, we were just friends for a long time and then ended up starting to date and get married after he graduated. That's another story that I never imagined I would get married. That was, like, the last thing on my mind. But, anyway, so I'm in this community and living there, working there, and it seems pretty great for that first year. In the middle of all of that, right, my health is doing a little bit better. Like, I'm feeling fine. I still don't have my, my menstruation mm-hmm. back, so I know that stuff is still off in my body. Um, but I'm eating okay. actually need to go a little bit back on that. So when I first came, when I came back to Canada to work at camp, mm-hmm. I really reacted to the meat and dairy Mm. and I was already being gluten-free because I just knew that gluten and sugar aren't good for my gut I'm going to stay away from those I can't tolerate those but then I couldn't also not tolerate meat and dairy you weren't taking any supplements though were you you were just relying on food yeah okay so that must have been a game changer for you when you started to discover like probiotics and things like that yeah so at, at camp I went vegetarian and at school I also stayed vegetarian and didn't eat um, anything like with bread and no it. So I was getting pretty restrictive again. And then you were kind of being salad girl again, almost. Yeah. Ooh. And so then after school, right, you imagine I've just been a student. I'm working a seasonal minimum wage job. I'm volunteering, trying to figure out how to do this adult thing. Mm-hmm. So I was being like really penny pinchy on what I was eating. Mm-hmm. So I ended up eating, being one of those people that you talk to who sounds really healthy. It's like, oh yeah, I'm vegetarian. I'm gluten-free. I'm dairy-free. I'm sugar-free. But what does that really look like? I eat a can of beans every day and that's it. And (laughs) chips. Yeah. Or are you eating chips? Yeah. Potato chips? Yeah, chips. Oh my gosh. Well, the the plain ones, right? Like they're just potatoes and salt and oil, which isn't great for you. (laughs) So, but they were cheap, right? So I'm eating lots of chips, popcorn, oatmeal, beans. Okay. Yeah. Which lettuce. Is, yeah, lettuce. That you grew in your yard. No. All very, like, malnutrition, not mm. high in nutrition, not quality food. Mm. And so my mental health started to go downhill again. In the mm. middle of all of this, a friend who I grew up with and pretty close to their family, like back in Ukraine, um, committed suicide. Mm. And that just threw me for a huge loop. Mm-hmm. But I kind of some recovered from that. A little bit and or was still recovering from that in the middle of recovering from that I got married and that same winter another friend that I made in Canada committed suicide mm. so I've had like around the same time of year within a year of each other two friends kill themselves and the war in Ukraine was still going on and I just hit a wall Mm -hmm. of depression and anxiety 
and having those dark death thoughts again mm. and self-hate talk and a lot of anger coming out again and anger at God and anger at myself because I started blaming myself for their deaths because oh. I was their friend, right? And I thought, oh, if only I'd been there at that moment or if only I'd said something at some point or been more friendly to them or been, reached out more, right? Mm. Like those are the natural thoughts that go through your head when someone close to you decides to take their life. And my, right, when we, we got married and we were still living there, but our, our school community and our church community had changed a lot and a lot of her friends had left. So my community had kind of disappeared. So I wasn't, it was just me and Logan and we mm -hmm. weren't really connecting mm -hmm. with people. And I was a volunteer firefighter at this point And also the core group that I had trained with had kind of scattered and dissipated a bit. So that community was also, I felt like it was falling apart. And I found myself again, feeling completely out of control and hopeless and stuck and just clueless about what to do. And my menstruation had showed up for the first time in five years, which was a huge miracle, but it wasn't consistent. It mm -hmm. was like, oh, it's here. And then five months later, maybe it'll come again. Mm -hmm. But it was cool to be like, oh, my body thinks something about itself. Mm -hmm. I must still be a girl. <laughs> in the middle of all that, God gave us the opportunity to go overseas. And we went overseas and traveled for six months and volunteered and did like summer camp stuff. And that was really where I stumbled across nutrition and started to have all these pieces come together. And in the middle of all this, I'm asking God, why are you letting me go through this? Because I believe that everything happens for a reason and that anything that God lets happen in your life is for you to like learn something and grow better at, but also for you to share, share with others and help someone else who's going through that same situation so that they can have hope, so that they can find life and healing and joy. So this time, even though I, like, food wasn't feeling great, I was, like, having panic and anxiety attacks again, I'm struggling with hate thoughts, and but in the middle of all this, I had the perspective of God is with me in this. He's letting this happen to me for a purpose. I have a purpose. I'm going to get through this. I'm, we are going to figure this out together. I am not alone. Mm-hmm. And while we were overseas, hit a point of like really being suicidal again and mm -hmm. struggling with that. But I was like, no, this is not okay. I need to do something. What can I change? What can I do? And wow, if you like, I really looked like a grown up and an adult three-year-old at that point, mm -hmm. like on the floor, screaming, crying, like panic attacks. I couldn't eat food in the evening because it just hurt. Um, there's a lot of things that I had stopped eating because it didn't feel good. Again, like, again, it's all connected mm -hmm. and somehow coping with all this stuff in the middle of like traveling across mm -hmm. six different countries and through it really was a miracle. I had an appointment with a naturopath in Romania and yeah, she gave me some really hardcore answers <laughs> that basically my liver was so over toxic, like it was failing. And she put me on an intense anti-inflammatory diet and 
prescribed some supplements and different things for me, mainly to start cleansing. And I had a few, at this point, I thought that I had Lyme's disease because I would, I was so low energy again. Like I would vacuum a floor and I wasn't skinny. Like I was, I weighed more than I wanted to weigh at that point. Like I'd gone the opposite direction, but I would vacuum a floor and that's like all I could do all day. I was just like no energy and I was tired all the time and just felt exhausted and felt gross. And I felt like there was these, like my brain was just trying to eat me from the inside out. Like there was these things in my head and it was driving me crazy and voices and Holy yeah, all this stuff. Right. And so I thought maybe I've got limes because that's kind of like, okay, I don't have joint pain necessarily, but I've got a lot of symptoms of that. turns out I didn't have that, but I did have a few other parasites and like some mold going on inside. <laughs> yeah, not Holy good. Smokes. So I went on this like hardcore cleanse. In the midst of that, my mom gets on the phone with me and she's like, hey, one of your friends from Bible school got rid of her limes using these really amazing supplements. And I think that they'll help you mm-hmm. and they're all natural, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, sure, I'll try them. And so she shipped them to me in Romania and I'd already been kind of detoxing for about a month by the time I got on them. So that's when I started introducing some really good, um, like pro introducing a really good like liver support and cleanse and then mm-hmm. eventually some vitamins and probiotics. Cause at that point I also, again, had really high gut permeability. So I wasn't getting proper nutrition. I was like low on all the vitamins, especially yeah, Bs and vitamin K and stuff. Cause I was just not, so my, my brain was not getting the vitamins and um, minerals that it needed. It was not getting the oxygen that it needed. Like when mm-hmm. I walked into that natural passive office, the first thing she did was put a pulse ox on my and like check my oxygen levels. And I'd walked up the stairs to get there and my oxygen levels were like 97. And if they're, if your oxygen levels go below 98, like that's a big warning Mm. sign. Like you don't want to have, um, like less than 98% saturation of oxygen in your blood. Mm -hmm. So yeah, a lot of things weren't good, but at least I had answers now and I was starting to move in a direction of health. So that was fast forward like about another three months. We're nearing the end of our time traveling. So now I've been kind of doing this anti-inflammatory diet thing and cleansing and starting to take supplements over these three months. My panic attacks had completely disappeared and like the lies and self-hate talk and wanting to die had gone away. And um, Logan and I knew that when we came back to Canada that we needed to move. Both of our families live on the other side of the Rockies, like in Alberta and Saskatchewan. And Mm -hmm. we knew that we needed to get back to having a strong community. And I was just really focused on, I need to heal. I want to beat this. And Mm -hmm. like, why am I going through this again? I want to figure out what the problem is and actually like reach a state of vitality and health and where I'm happy with my body because I was not happy with the weight Mm -hmm. that I was at then. I was like, I'm an athlete. I don't like it that I don't have energy. I can't do the things that I enjoy doing. I want to figure out this food thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, this anti-inflammatory diet feels good right now. But do I have to eat this for the rest of my life? Like, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so we came back and just completely started over. We uprooted and moved ourselves 
out here and Logan, he is a mechanic by trades. So he got a job and, um, yeah, I just focused, I didn't get a job for like six or seven months of living here. I just was focusing on healing and something big that came up while we were overseas was a lot of spiritual and emotional junk. Because as you can imagine, if you're someone who's lived in multiple cultures, moved a bunch, had a lot of like death or trauma mm -hmm. in your life, you need to deal with that. You need to do mm -hmm. something. I'd never seen a counselor or like talk to any be anybody about all that. I just internalized everything. And when you get married, stuff that you internalize just kind of comes out. So I was like, okay, I need to deal with this. I need to do something about mm -hmm. it. And I was able to connect with a couple of really good um, counselors and coaches over here in Canada. And again, that wasn't a resource we had available to us in BC just because of the small town that we were living in. Mm -hmm. um, whereas here, like, wow, Calgary is huge. There's mm -hmm. a lot more resources. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I'd been um, cleaning up my diet and focusing on just being consistent with the supplements for about a year. And yeah, my health had completely transformed. And now it's been two years of doing this and I'm like probably healthier than mm -hmm. ever been mm -hmm. in like, 10 years. And my menstruation did come back mm -hmm. and it came back like being regular mm -hmm. and we've actually been able, I was terrified. I didn't think I could like go to summer camp again or be a cabin leader or that would I have energy for like working a full time or like regular job and all this stuff that I've had energy for again. But again, in the midst of everything, asking the question of what is my specific purpose? Because God let me go through all these hard things and I've learned a lot from them, but how do I add value and impact others? How do I make a positive, positive difference in this world? How do I make a change? What really matters? Mm -hmm. You know, like why, why do anything in life that isn't selfish? Right. And like, why were my parents even missionaries? Because yeah, we all die. <laughs> But that's ultimately what matters. There's only two things in life that really matter. And that's your relationship with other people and your relationship with God. Mm -hmm. That you have, that you know what you believe in and that you have a relationship with your creator and that you have a relationship with the people Yeah, and I would you. add to that that your relationship with yourself is also probably yeah. the first thing on the list. Like, right? Like. Yeah, I would, I would, con that, that for me, that's kind of like connected with my relationship, the relationship with God. Yeah. Part. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, yeah. You, God, sure. others. Yeah. Those for are sure. the only inter eternal things. It's yeah. relationships. Yeah. Relationships. Yeah. All yeah. we have on this world, in this world or this life is our reputation too, right? Like, it, yeah, it's all we have. <laughs> and so that's what really matters. And so over the past year, I think it's been a really big growing process for me or journey of getting out of survival mode and being able to focus on um, stepping out and building trust, focusing on who I'm being and learning that when 
I start being the person that God created me to be. I start doing things that lead to having an impact, having Mm -hmm. success, having more joy, having more peace. And also there's this concept of failing forward because I've made a lot of mistakes and I'm going to make a lot of mistakes. Mm -hmm. But in the past, I think my mentality was, oh, I failed. That's it. I should give up. Yeah, I suck. I, <laughs> I suck. And yeah. to the point of being like, I should die. Whereas now, my mentality more is, oh, I can learn something. This is an op- When I fail, well, that's not failure. It's an opportunity to learn and grow and try something different. Because the only real people who fail, like failure is when you give up. Failure is when you quit. Mm-hmm. But if you're not giving up, you're not quitting, you're not actually failing. If you're failing, it's because you're choosing to fail. It's not because something outside of you has caused you to fail. Like, you know, that's, like, I feel that, you know, if we fail, like you said, it's because we've given up. It's not because something bad happened to us, because our choice of what we do with that bad thing is, you know, depends on what happens. So So even if you're putting in 2% in the right direction, you're not failing. Yeah, exactly. Like you don't, you don't need to be giving a hundred percent. You just need to be giving more than the person who's giving zero percent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's not even about, yeah, but it's not even about competition, right? It's about the fact that we could be giving zero percent, right? But we're choosing to give 2% today and then tomorrow it's four and then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, right now has been really a journey of building trust and stepping out and I got the opportunity to take this nutrition course and become a nutrition coach and I decided to do that because it's part of me, it's me answering the question and feeling that desire of just really wanting to make an impact in the lives of people around me and like I volunteer with the youth group well that's how mm-hmm. I met you Lindsay mm-hmm. and we both know and we see in our youth in general and talking to them in their peer groups there's a lot a huge huge struggle right now with mental illness mm-hmm. i'm on like, the so much here. self-hatred so yeah. much self-hatred that these yeah it's you know particularly the girls i don't yeah. know what's going on with the boys i just like you focus on the girls but yeah. yeah and it's just nice to be able to be there as a part of their support network but it's also really hard to watch it because yeah yeah because i think you know we kind of know how serious some of their struggles are and uh yeah anyways but it's 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 important and I hope that another big part of the reason why I really wanted to interview you there's obviously a really long list but another one of the reasons is that I want the women listening to this who maybe aren't volunteering at all right now because they don't feel like they have the time Mm -hmm. or aren't volunteering at all because they don't feel like they're good enough and that they don't have enough to offer Mm -hmm. They need to step out and just do it and just trust that yeah. the world will accommodate it. Your schedule, your schedule will eventually accommodate it. There are youth groups in every community across Canada that need women who can just go in there and not be the expert and not pretend to be perfect, but just love on these girls. Yeah. Oh, it's so huge because each of us. And then you meet amazing women like. Yeah. <laughs> well, each of us, you have intrinsic value you are uniquely created with a unique purpose you have something to add there is no one else in the entire world like you so even if you feel like you don't have something to offer you feel like you've already failed that doesn't like don't listen to those feelings Mm -hmm. that's not the truth because wherever you 
have the opportunity to volunteer. Maybe it's not even officially volunteering. It can just be like hanging out with kids on your block or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, reach out, just reaching out to the exactly. people, just reaching out to the people around you, but adding, yeah. lo- adding value to the lives of people around you. You absolutely have mm-hmm. something to add because you bring a completely different skill set and life experience and personality into anyone else's life because there's only one you mm-hmm. and other people will just so appreciate you and be so blessed by having you in their lives. And yeah. And yeah. I feel so blessed to have met you and to have heard your story. I mean, you know, you're, I've learned so much from you, so much from oh, you. Wow. Like that's really encouraging. Like Thanks. so much from you. And whenever I see, you know, the videos that you're sharing on, you know, Instagram, like I learn from you because you're doing such a great job of taking all that, pardon my French, shit that you went through mm-hmm. and you're turning it into incredible value. I mean, value isn't even the word I'm looking for. Like, you know, it's, it's beyond valuable, the stuff you're sharing. Mm-hmm. It's life changing because there are so many people that don't feel there's light at the end of the tunnel and you're proof that they can come through it. And sometimes it's not, it's not just about, you know, one of those key things is not just about the community. It's not just about where you're living. It's not just about which program you're taking in school. It's about your food and it's about what you're putting into your body. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, we can pray to God and we can ask God to help us and we can give our troubles to God, but he also has given us brains (laughs) Yeah. and we need to use them and we need to look at what we're eating and we need to do some research and we need to find just like you sought out, you know, naturopaths and nutritionists and that woman in Romania. Like you need to get help sometimes with the stuff that you're dealing with, because if it's not your area of expertise, you there's people out there that you can look to. So I think, you know, this is usually the is usually comes up pretty heavy in every podcast conversation I have, but it's asking for help. Yeah. Stop thinking yeah. you can do everything yourself. Mm-hmm. Ask for help. Find somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And reach out to Linnea. Like, Linnea is very approachable, very available. She's, you can reach her on Messenger. Linnea is at flourish.u.nutrition. Yeah. Okay. So flourish.u.nutrition on Instagram. Yeah. And Facebook. But Instagram, more Instagram. More Instagram. Yeah. And I have a website on there. Cool. So is there anything else you want to leave everybody with? Oh. I mean, I'm sure we could talk for hours, but yeah, you'll be back on the podcast at some point. I think one thing that I'd like to leave with everyone is that they would just ask those questions of who am I Mm. and what's my purpose? Mm -hmm. Do I have value? Mm -hmm. How can I add value to the lives of people around me? What's one small thing that I can start doing today to start stepping into my greater purpose? And often you won't discover what your purpose is until you just start doing little things and putting yourself out there and just being involved in the lives of the people around you. And you will find eternal value and worth when you're building relationships and being in in a community with people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And think about what you're eating because it's actually really, really, really important. It might be a key that's connected to a lot more things in your life than you actually think. Absolutely. So, yeah. And if you need help stepping into your greater purpose, I know of a really great free marketing school. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, it's not free, but we also have the book, Find Your Voice in Social Media, which is a great um, resource as well. 
Thanks for being on the show. Thanks so much for listening to this episode, for sharing it with others. Uh, yeah, just thanks for being part of the YYC Fempreneur community. And I wanted to remind you that you can learn more about this community, about the free marketing school, about the book at yycfempreneur.com. Have a great day.